All right, ladies and gentlemen, back week nine, Tipsy Tailgate Media here. I'm Aiden. I am Ben. And uh, as you guys are going to notice with this episode, we are proud to announce our sponsorship with Underdog Fantasy, genuinely our favorite sports fantasy sports app in the entire market. It is such a cool app. We recommend you guys go ahead and try it. Um, We're going to drop a little ad read at some point throughout this episode, but just wanted to get that out there. It's it's a great app. We're so happy for our partnership throughout the rest of the NFL season. So make sure to check it out. Use promo code TIPSY, as you'll see on the screen. And uh, without further ado, let's get into some week nine NFL games. Uh, I mean, it's some interesting stuff here, right? Not the best slate, but there are some good games. You know, it's kind of weak games versus like best games we've maybe seen all year. Uh, some of those games include the Dolphins at the Chiefs, which is going to be a, you know, expected to be a uh, little uh, shootout there. There's going to be Seahawks, Ravens, Commanders, Patriots. Had to sneak that one in there. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles. I don't know why. I don't know why you felt the need to squeak that one in there. Uh, Cow- Cowboys, Eagles is going to be a showdown. Bills, Bengals, um, and and one more we'll touch on at the end. So some pretty good games. We're not going to touch on all of them this week. We're just going to go with the marquee games. And uh, first, I want to start, though, with a betting record check-in. <laughs> so far in the season, we both took a little bit of a, of a beating this past week, uh, me and Ben. I am now 25-20-2 on the season. Two, the two at the end is two pushes. Uh, and then Ben is 18-22-1 on the season. It both happens. of us had – we had our first negative. Both of us were um, under 500. First time for the – what, since week three, maybe, week two? We've you been hot. I mean? It, it um, happens. It happens once in a while. You you can't win every week. You can't. The the Pats have been teaching us that all year. You can't win every week, or any week. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just don't win. Sometimes you just don't win. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes you can't catch a break. Sometimes every Sunday is just a miserable experience. So, I mean, hey, at least we're not the Pats. At least we're not the worst thing to ever happen to sports. So, hey, is it uh, is it baseball season yet? I gotta. I need some no. Red Sox baseball. <laughs> no. No, it is not, but what it is we... actually hockey yeah. season, which oh, is good. You got the bees. Um, it's well, exciting. No, not really. Um, oh. But by the hand of God, they're 9-0-1. I don't know how, or 8-0-1, rather. I don't know how. It's not deserving. They're not a very good team. Um, on paper, they are dog shit. When they play, they're dog shit, yet they somehow find a way to win. Uh, so regardless, they're 8-0-1. I'm not impressed at all. You don't sound impressed. I'm not impressed. Um, I was lucky enough to be there when they blew the series against the Panthers in Game 7. And since then, from that moment on, from that car ride home on, I have decided that I will never love that team again. And oh it's it's ironic for me to say that, given the fact that I am wearing a Boston Bruins hat. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, as I say... <laughs> During moments like these, I don't need your logic. I need my anger and I need my emotions. Um, I'm, I'm kind of it's valid. I'm kind of ignoring the logic right now. The fact that I do enjoy that team, I'm kind of trying to block it out. Uh, but thank God for the Celtics, who yeah, basketball's back. They could win the championship if you know if they sack up for the first time in five years and actually get it done uh, at Jason Tatum. But. <laughs> They did drop 155 yesterday, so let's give them a little bit of credit. Okay. That was pretty impressive. 
Okay, my nose get is a hot start too. Maybe yeah, we'll, you know maybe what? We'll, maybe we'll see each other. This uh, is this is how last season went. It, it's just a repeat of that already. Bruins start out hot. Celtics are hot the whole year. Do either of them go all the way? No. No, no. They just lose in home game sevens. I guess that's what we do now. As long as you go to TD Garden, you're playing a home game seven, you know, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Maybe the Brady curse just took over all of no, Boston. No, no. No, I don't think that's it. <laughs> no. I really don't. Um, I think it's more of a Bill Belichick curse right now. He has taken a dump all over the city of Boston. He has shown little to no respect uh, for me personally, my family, uh, my dear friends. So, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, for, for, for a fan of an 8-0-1 team, I'm sounding a little negative, but they won't make the playoffs. A little negative. They won't Just make the playoffs. Um, so, and then talking about the Patriots, we got our Pats pick pick check-ins for the season. I am 3-5. and five, Ben is 4-4. Four and four. Both of us were correct that they would lose last week, and they did. Uh, and then going into this week's games, let's start it off with the Dolphins going down to Kansas City and playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are two-point favorites at home, uh, which is to be expected. I mean, you know, coming off that bad loss, they're still the Chiefs. They're still at home. 51 is the over-under in this game. Uh, I think this one's interesting, right? Obviously, there's a lot going on with Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. I mean, a little bit of a chip-on-the-shoulder game for sure. Uh, as if he needs one. And so that's going to be an interesting little reunion to see, which, you know, gives the Dolphins a little bit more firepower. Obviously, they're a little bit banged up, a little bit more banged up than the Chiefs, at least. Uh, and the Chiefs have just been a little bit underwhelming. You know, the weapons are not the best. I don't know why you go ahead or you don't go ahead and grab a receiver, someone like a Mike Evans, someone yeah, like a DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, because they're stupid, Aiden. They're stupid. That's why. They're yeah, dumb. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Uh, even like a cheap guy for what? A fifth-round pick, Hunter Renfro or something. But we're, we're going to touch on that at the end. We're going to go into some NFL storylines and what teams – Screwed up the most by not trading, uh, and and what teams are in the I know one team that I'm going to talk about. I know one team. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up in a little bit. But what's up, guys? We are proud to be partnering with Underdog Fantasy, our favorite place to play fantasy games. You got to check out Pick'em. You got to check out the draft. It's so easy to play. The Pick'em in specific. Just go pick out two to five stats of your favorite players or your least favorite players. Choose whether they'll go higher or lower of that stat, and you can 20x your money by going five for five. Did you hear me correctly? 20x. Go ahead and play. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Download their app, Underdog Fantasy, and sign up today using code Tipsy to get your first deposit up to $100 matched. Let's see the entries and reach out to us if you do it because we want to see who our loyal fans are. To go back to this game, I mean, Dolphins, like I said, a really hot start, slow down a little bit. Chiefs have been a little bit up and down this year so far, trying to figure it out. Two points is the line. Chiefs are favorited at home. I honestly, I think the Dolphins might pull this one out. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think they might pull it out. I, I uh, Mahomes has been very underwhelming at points, and uh, last week was definitely one of those points. Oh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> Losing to the Broncos. Uh, they lost to the Broncos for the first time since Peyton was the quarterback. That is... You, you're telling me Peyton wasn't the QB last week? No, no way. No, it, it sure looked like <laughs> it. It sure looked like it with the way that offense was moving the ball, uh, especially in the first half. I mean, second half, That's Russell a double-digit loss. Russ went back in in the second half, but Peyton played the first half when they were lighting oh, okay. it up. <laughs> that Not a lot of people know that, just some inside sourcing. Who do you uh who do you like in this game and, and and give me a reason why? I like the Dolphins 
and it might sound weird, but I like the Dolphins more because they're going to be out of their element, and they're the kind of team that, to me, feels like they won't really care about uh-huh. being so far out of your element. They're, it, it all comes down to leadership for me in the NFL, and their leader, it isn't Tua, it isn't Tyreek, it isn't anybody on the defense, it's Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And he is the quirkiest motherfucker that I have ever seen in my life. Are you coming so around why, to him? Please. I love like, him. I, why I can't wouldn't, I officially love him. What other team would be able to adapt to this kind of situation of playing in a different country than the Dolphins right now? They're, they're going to be buzzing all over the field. It's going to be yeah, really... I didn't even mention that. Yeah, th- this game is, is happening in Germany. Yeah. Uh, which is a 930 game, uh, you know... Eastern time from where we are. But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Continue. Yeah. So, you know, given how much they need to be able to adapt and Andy Reid is pretty good at this too. Don't get me wrong, but McDaniel is such a weird dude and the kind of guy who seems that he would just kind of wrap his arms around that kind of experience and just kind of take it all in because he's a fucking freak. <laughs> did you see, wait, did you see what he did? The first presser of the week. Oh yeah. He, he tried said... to make everyone laugh and they didn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. They didn't laugh, but I think they just didn't understand what he said, but <laughs> he, he, he walked out there. He walked out there and he was like, yes, I get it. I get it. Like something thought that I was going like, to be bigger. Yes. I, I know you guys think I'm bigger in person. Like, yes, I am. <laughs> or something like that. Like he's I just, just a weird him. dude. He's, he's a weird dude. Yeah, and he's I've a never weird, seen but... He's, we've never he, seen a coach like him before. No, we've, that's what I'm saying. We've never seen a coach like him, so that's why everyone thinks it's like very weird, and it is a little weird. But it's weird. I think, ben, I think it's perfectly, and I think I said this last week. It's just if like me or you or like any college kid, you know, played enough Madden, and all of a sudden got a head coaching job or an OC job, and all of a sudden became the head coach, and now you're out there and you're just messing around, doing some crazy plays, yeah. like. That's the vibe I get, and I think it's so cool. No, I'm not going to lie. That's how I would be if I was a coach. If I was on the Dolphins last year, and I saw this dude in, like, preseason, I'd be like, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into? (laughs) And then you see him coach, and you're putting up 45 points a game. Let this guy cook. And you're like, oh, this guy's the man. (laughs) Fucking Tua looks like Tom Brady in 07. Well, let's not go that far. (laughs) Let's not go that far. Um, No, that is one thing. That is one takeaway I had from this game. And it might sound surprising. Tua is not that good. He's really not. Okay. How many bad throws did he have on Sunday? Yeah, no, he well, he's always been a little um he's always been a little spotty. He's never very consistent week to week. So like congrats. It depends on what you, you can get, hit Waddle but... and Tyreek when they're open by fifteen yards. That's what you did at Bama. We already knew you could do that. Have we seen him do something we didn't know he could do? Hey, you make a good point. Every I mean, deep ball he throws to Tyreek is that same fucking pattern. And the only reason I know this is because every time he does it, they show the same replay from the national championship when he threw that deep pylon <laughs> throw to the left. We know he can do that. This isn't surprising. It's the same throw he's made for four years. Can we get over it? He's not walking on water. He's making a throw to a guy who's open by 20 yards. So, wait, I have a question for you. Who do you think... What do you think the biggest advantage goes to now that they're both in Germany? You know, who who gets that advantage? Because I, I was saying it's it's in Kansas City. It's not. It's in Germany. That's my mistake. But who gets the biggest advantage? Is it Mahomes and just his consistency? I, or I think it's Miami. I think it's Miami. I think they have a better mojo okay. going. Uh, I think they're in a better rhythm than KC is right now. That's obvious given 
how, you know, they've been – they were rolling last week and then KC really wasn't. When you have a bad loss like that, like Kansas City did last week. Okay. The most ideal situation is you have a 1 o'clock game at home the next week. That's the most ideal situation. Now they have to travel across, like, the world essentially and go to Germany yeah, it is and hard. play in a different country after that. I'd much rather be Miami in this spot than KC. Okay, so just to confirm here, you're going Dolphins. I am Money going Miami plus two. Hey, I'll go I like Miami that. plus two. I'm on that as well. I, I like that. I, uh, but this just does seem like the the typical game where the Chiefs might go out and just you know do their thing for some reason. But I actually, right. I think you know all they added was McCole Hardman. I don't think he's a difference maker. I think Tyreek might single handedly win this game. He really I think could. He might go for like Is 200 this... scrimmage yards. Like, is this the first time he's played Kansas City? It feels like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think they played him last year, yeah. Wow. Um, I feel like that hasn't been spoken about enough. Yeah, I, I definitely saw some reports. I think Tyreek actually got, like, uh, semi-emotional on, on a podcast or something talking about how he didn't want to leave. I don't uh, care. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the right decision because, look, if he goes out there and goes, like, 200 all-purpose, two touchdowns, maybe goes back and, and starts returning punts or kicks again – can you imagine that? He's going to be a legend in Germany. And just think about, like, the merch opportunities, all that stuff. Like, you have to realize that, like, there's been a lot of games in, in the U.K. This yeah. is the – I think this – no, this isn't the – is this the first? No. This I believe this is. Wait. It's, it's, did the Bucs the, play there? The Bucs yeah, played the, there last think, year yeah, against yeah. the Seahawks. Okay. Um, it's one of the first, but it's pretty much the biggest superstar that's ever played there, I feel like, at least. Um, well, they had Tom there well, last year. Yes, but the marketing's different. Tom's already a like you know a legend in everyone's eyes. Tyreek goes out there, you know he could be the I don't know man I, I changer of a. I of see a what you're athlete. saying, but me personally, I would already consider Tyreek a legend. I would. No, I do. I agree. I I love. You're not gonna find me like playing down Tyreek. I love Tyreek. No, I know. I know. Uh, okay, off to this next game. Seahawks are playing in the United States. They are playing. <laughs> uh, they're playing Baltimore. The Ravens are six-point favorites at home. 44 is the over-under in this one. Um, I think this is the temperature in the room game uh, yeah. we're going to have to go with. Yeah. It's going to be a bloodbath. If you're new here, temperature in the room is our weekly segment where we go through the game that's going to be the scrappiest, the game that's going to be the the most heated, most on the line, playoff atmosphere, whatever you yep. want to say. Um and and this is going to be this for for this week. Seahawks going to Baltimore, playing the Ravens. I think this is very very important and very telling on the Ravens season, just because and the, the Seahawks. Seahawks and the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, even both. Um, I think this. I think the Seahawks have a chance here to um to really do something surprising and and, and upset this Ravens team. It's a six point um line. I don't know. I mean, I honestly it's think a great that. Line. It's a great yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. I think that the, the Seahawks are going to keep it close. It's going to come down to their weapons being healthy. I know DK, Lockett, Kenneth Walker, they've all struggled with injuries the past few weeks. JSN has finally you know, arrived. If they can have those weapons healthy, I think this is a game that the Seahawks might outright win, let alone be within six. Uh, what do you think about this one? I'm going to take the Seahawks with the points, but I think the Ravens win. Um, the mm -hmm. Ravens, I I've been – all over them all year. I think the Ravens will come out of the AFC. I think they will be the AFC representative for the Super Bowl. I think Lamar is okay. phenomenal. And I I feel like this offense isn't quite what it's going to be. I saw a hysterical meme about it the other day. 
It was so good. Um, but I'll send it to you later. Unless I already did. But I'll resend <laughs> it. It was that good. Um, you know the scene in Step Brothers where uh, uh, his where Will Ferrell's brother is singing in the car? He's singing uh, Sweet Child yeah, of Mine. Yeah, yeah. It was like they put all the players on the Ravens offense on his family. <laughs> it's fucking great. I'll send it to you. I got to see it. I got to um, see it. It's actually so good. It's so good. Um, they are. They are. There is some type of like attitude there like right. atmosphere of that they're, Ravens they're team. still growing they're not quite Very where they young, need to be young team which is why I think the Seahawks will make it close but Lamar's gonna make a few plays at the end of the game that may that help the Ravens win because I think this is gonna be a little similar to the games that they've always had with Pittsburgh you were kind of alluding to it before yeah. where it's gonna be a defensive battle um a, a real bloodbath as you said uh-huh. And I think their games with Pittsburgh have prepared them for a game like this. So sure. I'm going to take the Ravens in a in a really close game. I'd say around 23, 20, uh, 2017, something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Ravens get it done. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this one unfolds. Uh, I did see something. It was being talked about that if you broke down and it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. But it wasn't super impressive. If you broke down the quarterbacks that the Ravens played this year, um, I'm actually going to look at it right now. Uh, I, I, somebody was somebody was talking down on it as if it wasn't you know a great slate. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it right now. Um, C.J. Stroud in his first career NFL game. Okay, uh, Joe hurt Joe Burrow. Anthony Richardson, but I think Minshew ended up finishing that game. He did. He did. Uh, Deshaun, but that might have been the P.J. Walker game. Kenny Pickett. Uh, who'd they get with the Titans? Was that Tannehill still or maybe Malik? I believe Malik. it was still – was it the game that Tannehill started and Malik relieved him halfway through? It could have been. Um, it might have been. And then, and then obviously, then Goff and then Josh Dobbs. So, you know, nothing crazy, nothing terrible. Obviously, well, there, they there get, was some they, terrible. Yeah, the some terrible. They get they get lucky on an injured Joe Burrow on not a full Deshaun game, um, and Stroud's first start, obviously. But who didn't seem bothered by the start of his NFL career? So honestly, yeah, I'll give them that. So one. it's it's not it's not you know a major thing, but. I mean, I don't know where Geno ranks in terms of all those quarterbacks, but he's healthy. I wanted to... Probably near the top, right? I wanted to address this point. Nothing against Geno. Um, I don't think last season was quite sustainable for him. Yeah. But he's not the same guy this year. He is not. No, I, I agree. I and agree. I, I don't think he's going to really... I don't think he's a problem for the Seahawks. I don't think... If they miss the playoffs, he'll be the reason why. I don't see them missing the playoffs, first off. I don't mm-hmm. see them missing. But he is not the same guy this year, and I I, I think the Seahawks kind of need to set up a, a future plan at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to love this, but one thing that I was thinking of is, you know, if they weren't in the same division, Kyler Murray – he would be pretty electric in that offense. It would. I mean, hey, same like, division. He's supposed to be, but what Russ was on Seattle. Exactly, but but then again, I mean, if you know, I don't know, if a team like the Cardinals do go for Caleb Williams or one of their top guys, I right. mean, 
what's the hurt of giving I mean, Kyler away? I mean, you know what I mean? If, if you're you going to give up on Kyler anyway. Right. That, right. That was what so, I was going to say. If yeah. you think low enough of Kyler to get rid of him, why wouldn't you have the sack to trade him in division? If you really mm-hmm. don't think he's that good and you don't think he's the guy, don't be scared of him. Don't yeah. put your tail between your legs. Give him to the team that gives you the best offer. Yeah, and yeah, and they can compensate probably you know around the best in the league with with what they have so to many offer. picks. I mean, they 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 sent what a two and a five for Leonard Williams, which seems yeah. to be a little much. Yeah. So you know, if they want, they can they can spend. So that that would be interesting to see. But um, I think we both agree here that the Seahawks keep it close. But um, I think you're on the Ravens to win it. I'm just gonna be different here. It's not my official pick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steelers here. Uh, maybe a, maybe a tipsy ball. You mean Seahawks? Seahawks, what I say? Steelers. Oh boy, I got the Thursday night football <laughs> in the bottom corner. That's what I got I'm... the bees on in, in the corner of my screen right now. <laughs> two 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 two. They'll, they'll ten, blow it though. Ten seven picket in the red zone driving. I love Kenny. I do. I George think Pickens. Good. There it is. Um, okay, and then off to this next game: Commanders at Patriots. We can be brief here. Patriots are three-point favorites at home. 41 is the over-under. Why? Why are they three-point favorites? Why? Why? I mean, it has to be to the fact Why? that the commanders just traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but you'd, you'd think it would be more. Okay. They got rid of, I, what, two of their three best players on their entire they, team? They will Defense, still sack Mac three-plus times in this game. He will still get sacked three-plus times. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we are can, – we are – we can't provide any support or protection Aiden, Aiden, for our quarterback. We can't provide anything. We can't provide anything. Yeah, and now we're without our most reliable weapon this this whole season. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know though. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do have to be honest though. Josh Howell has looked good recently. He looked great against the Eagles. Looked really good against the Eagles. Um, not that I love this Eagles defense this season. It's not the best they've been in recent. And years. the Commanders have generally had their number. Yes, uh, agreed. So it's something to it's something to monitor though because this Howell offense has been pretty, pretty electric. They've been scoring some points. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really want to go Patriots here. I just I don't know if there's any will to play. You know I what? I actually you know I don't know what we're gonna do on offense. What who's gonna what? I mean, Pop Douglas and Derrick Henry. Are you Henry gonna give the ball gonna, to Hunter, every, not, Hunter every Henry? Three plays down the middle of the field. That's what like, I'm saying. It's it's there's not much to work with. Run a screen and, pass to Ramondre every fucking play. They have no talent. They have no talent. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Give me the Commanders here. I think I'm just taking every underdog. <laughs> you know what? I what's my record on the Pats picks right now? I think you are uh, four and four. Not bad. Not bad. I'm going to take them to win. I will take the Pats to win. Not because of anything the Pats do well, because of what Washington doesn't do well. And And I mean, that locker room's got to be depleted. You just traded two of your best players. And perhaps this could be a, a bit of an audition for Bill to go to Washington. Yeah, that's crazy. That report. That is, is wild. a wild report. Wild, wild report. report. <laughs> Speaking of wild reports, did you see the um, you see the ones about Mac potentially going to the Vikings at yeah, the I deadline? Did, I did see, and some then of they that. they just like didn't come to fruition. That would have been crazy. I did see some of that. Um, I I think Dobbs is a solid move for them for what for the value they for the <laughs> if value you're Mac they give Jones. Up. 
You got to be like, damn. Well, I'm not well, actually, even better than Dobbs. Well, well, I was gonna say that's actually the thing. So think about it. Like, this is Mac Jones here that apparently did not get one trade. There was not one not trade one. request. Not one call. I mean, not he, one. Oh, I don't know, man. That's bad. I mean, Zach Wilson that's might bad. be a starter in this league more than 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 Mac is. <laughs> oh boy, that's uh, bad. not that we're giving him any help. I mean, no. I mean, nah. let's not let's not act like Zach Wilson won a good game last week. He played like shit. The Giants just outshitted yeah, him. They they let up like ten points a game, and they just. Needed I also think that Zach Wilson only completed like six more passes than the Giants, uh, and they yeah. only completed five. So, and he's also he's also. I mean. You know, it's not an insane weapon group, but Brees Hall is legit, and Garrett Wilson is like I think if Garrett Wilson. Oh no, no! Rogers, Compared to the Pats, they're the greatest oh show on turf. I think I think Garrett Wilson with Rodgers is a top five, maybe even three receiver. In oh the no, league. I agree. I agree. He's um, up there. He's up which, there. Which well, I guess we'll see next year. They were going to hit that fade pass that him and Devontae hit all those years in Green Bay. Oh my they God. were going to hit that every oh. time in the red zone. They were going to yeah. be insane on that he, play. Yeah, he would have. He would have been. He would have. I think he would have been a Devonte. We like, saw it in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, of course. And honestly, you know, new owner or not new ownership, new uh, management, GM, coach, whatever, come in over the offseason with the Raiders. I mean, if Devontae's maybe threatening to hold out because he's done with being here, might as well I mean, send him to the Jets. The Jets could be calling, dude. And in that case, as long as they don't lose so many pieces and all goes well, I mean, that's a team that's fucking dangerous, dude. Uh, in that case, oh, yeah. but we're thinking it too far ahead. Um, that's locked in. Cowboys, Eagles. Eagles are going to be home in this one. Three point favorites at home. Forty sevens the over under. Uh, uh, Eagles have been a little <laughs> shaky, as as we've been mentioned. They've at been times. shaky, but when's the last time the Cowboys won like a big game where you're like, yeah, go Cowboys? And yeah, I mean, and at the link, it's going to be rocking. What it's going to be? I don't even know how many people. Yeah, fill to up me, that there's no shot in hell the Cowboys screaming. win this game. There's no shot. Um, yeah, I borderline uh, think the like Eagles, Eagles blow here. them out. It's possible, and the Eagle uh, and the Cowboys go up and down. They they uh they're a yo yo. They're a yo yo team. They, <laughs> they, they are just a yo yo. Like this and that. Um, <laughs> they're a joke is what they I, are. Uh, I, I think the Eagles win this game, but this is yeah. not going to be, uh, this is not going to be, I don't think this is going to be the game that everyone thinks, you know, I really think, I really think it's going to be, um, a, a pull away game maybe for the Eagles. I think you're right. Oh, I, I think the Eagles win by 17. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that says a lot about Dak. <laughs> I, mean, I think Dak throws two ugly picks in this game. And I'm a Dak guy. I'm a Dak supporter when it's warranted. But, yeah, this is going to be a rough weekend for Dak. No, it is. No, it literally is. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Bills going to Cincy. Bengals are two-point favorites at home. 49 and a half. What a, what a turnaround. And we talked about this last week. What a turnaround this Bengals team is uh, hoping to make this season. Burrow's healthy. They just beat the Niners, albeit the banged up Niners, but impressive game coming off a bye. Burrow looks 100%. This is going to be an interesting game. This is the same um this is the same game we saw last year Sunday night football uh where it's two teams that are, you know, big hopes heading into a primetime game. Obviously, we know what happened last year. Uh, but this game is going to be interesting because 49 and a half, I don't think 49 and a half is super high. I think that everyone's banking on the Bengals maybe to fall down to earth on what they were in the first half of the season uh, or the first segment of the season, I guess. But I'm going Bengals here. I think the Bengals win. I, um, I actually tweeted this yesterday. So I hit on 
one leg of a parlay having the Texas Rangers win the World Series. And then the second leg is the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And then it's a pretty solid payout here. So I might – and the Bengals, I've been on them all year. That was my Super Bowl pick. Burrow is my MVP. The MVP is probably too far gone for Burrow. But I think I might double down here and come out and say it. I think I might double down on the Super Bowl. Bengals, give me the Bengals. I think they get hot. I think the fact that there are rumors that T. Higgins might get moves and that he didn't, you know, it's like, all right, we're all in. You you believed in me. I'm probably walking in free agency. Um, But that shows that you want to win now and you want to go after it. They don't have much cap. They didn't have much capital, much uh, flexibility in their cap to you know make an addition at the deadline. But I think that they had all the pieces going in. Yeah, it's not really like they had to make any pieces. That's part of the reason it was so concerning that they started yeah. out so slow because it was like, I mean, there's really no holes on this roster. You just you're, the you're only, not performing. The only hole is at is at tight end. And but when you have three, when you, when have, you have three maybe, receivers, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. When you have what three, maybe the best trio of receivers in the league, maybe outside of the Vikings. I mean. It's, you know, you, you don't really need a tight end like that. Just get, get a guy that can block for some run and, and some pass protection. So give me the Bengals in this one. What do you think? I, honestly, and give me the over. I'll take the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. What do you, what about I'll you? take the over in the Bengals as well. We got the same exact pick. I, I think they're going to come out flying. I think both teams will. Um, th- this is the kind of game that both of these teams have a history of taking some opponents too lightly, but every time – it's against one of the top teams in the AFC. They both come out ready yeah. to perform and ready to go. So I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think Allen throws another bad pick at some point yeah. that determines the winner of this game while Burrow takes care of the ball. That'll be the difference. And, you know, I mean, we'll know why, you know. Uh, it's going to be a fun one, though. I think this yeah. is going to be – I think this is game of the week. This is game wanna, of the week for sure. Game uh, of the week we're on the sure. same side. Okay, maybe maybe we'll be on different sides on this one. I Chargers. mean, outside of Washington, New England, that's the game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say tipsy ball of the week, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, game of the week. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, it's um, game of the week. I think this might be tipsy ball. Aren't like... Nance and Romo on the Pats? Commanders? Is it? There's I don't no know. Shot. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> If that was the case, I mean, Belichick would have to be, like, announcing that he's, like, moving to the Commanders at halftime in order for Dude, Romo Bill, to be Bill would have to announce that he's going on, like, he's playing some trip to climb Mount Everest. He's, no, he's, like he's going to play league. quarterback for the rest of the game. And that's, why, <laughs> that's why Romo's on the call. Would he get more uh, touchdowns than Mac, though? He can move. <laughs> Bill's a shifty guy. Bill's a shifty guy. He's got a background in lacrosse. Get it, get him in football. the pocket. He's gonna make some plays, man. He's a he knows how to guy. read a defense at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He could. Oh my god. Can you imagine all the fucking Omahas he'd be doing? <laughs> <laughs> he'd reinvent. He'd reinvent the Peyton Omaha. <laughs> He's like be, Omaha, Omaha. Yeah, yeah. He'd have. He'd have his own little little. His O line would be like Bill. What the fuck are you saying? We get a de- <laughs> we, we get a delay a game every single play because he'd be fucking making so many adjustments. <laughs> You gotta snap it. Um, okay, uh, Monday Night Football. Last game we'll touch on, and then go into some storylines. Chargers heading to MetLife. Jets are home in this one. Uh, three and a half point underdogs are uh, the Jets, and forty is the over under here. I think this might be Tipsy Bowl of the week because, as much as I want to believe in Herbert and and those guys, oh yeah, this is Tipsy Bowl of the week. Oh, yeah. I am going with the Jets. Um, I don't want to make it a thing where this is two weeks in a row where I'm going with the Jets. I don't want to make it a thing, but I do want to say I uh, 
I don't believe in the Chargers until the Chargers get rid of their fucking head coach. Oh, until he's I, out. I'm so happy you led into that because I'm going to talk about it when I take the Chargers. Go ahead. Go ahead because I've said enough. I, wow. I can't take him with that coach. I'm Fair going enough. Jets. I'm taking the Chargers to win purely because Justin Herbert is the fucking man. <laughs> and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, he's far better than two. I don't care what anyone says. Put Herbert on Miami. They win the Super Bowl. Uh, they won't because they have Tua. So there's one. Bill Belichick is going to be the coach of the LA Chargers. And you know I've been saying this for over a year now. I have been saying this for a long time. It is perfect. You have the quarterback there. You're chasing down the win record. You need an established quarterback to do so. You need somewhat of a built roster already. They have that. It's not like they need a bunch of picks to rebuild a team or anything. So they can give up those picks to get you. Bill going to the Chargers would be their rebuild. They, they would then have a two- to three-year window to make something happen. I think it's a match made in heaven, and I think it's perfect. And I think, um, at least how I pictured it, and I think most P- Pats fans pictured it, seeing Brady go, it was sad, but it was like, I'm happy for him. He has a good situation. He has what he wants. I'd feel the same about Bill. I'd feel bad just because um, it didn't end as nicely as, as the Brady era ended, you know, coming off what – a Super Bowl the year before he left, whatever it was. Right. But I just think there's something there. I mean, if Bill goes, it's cool, man. I mean, imagine – and it's, it does a lot for his legacy. If he goes there and immediately changes that that yeah. cursed culture yeah. In, yeah. in L.A., um, I love that, actually, Ben. I, I like that a lot. Oh, and also, um, like – That would be cool. What is that – what is Bill – I mean, it could go the opposite way. Take this no, with a grain of salt. It could go – yeah. What does that do to a guy like Eckler? Does a guy like Eckler not say to himself, hey, I'm getting a little bit older. I don't know how much more time I have. He wants to get does, paid too. Does he stay with the Chargers? Is that more of an incentive for, I think for him for to sure. take maybe a little below market value to stay with them? Yeah. I just – I think there's endless possibilities with how that match uh, could go. And and I think it will become more of a thing where people will ring chase and – Go yeah, to similar LA. to what they did with Tom in Tampa. T- players will go there because they want to play for him. Yeah, and I mean, that's the one interesting thing. It's because will they want to will they want to play for him? Obviously, everyone is like, oh, it's not a great culture. They don't want to play with, with this, whatever. I think people would go past that and they'd see the potential of a roster that's right. good with a guy that can change. The only guy probably in the world that can change that. Uh, you know, the, the stigma and, and right. the curse of, of the Chargers. So I'm interesting. This is tipsy ball of the week. I, we're I kind believe, of, right. The whole thing about bill right now is we're kind of meshing bill and rightfully so we're meshing bill, the GM into bill, the coach, which bill is the GM and, and the coach. So it's completely understandable as uh-huh. to why we're doing that. Bill, the coach is still one of the three best coaches on Sunday. He's just, coaching a horrendous team because he doesn't know how to build one anymore. So if you put him with the Chargers, with that team that's already set up with tremendous amounts of talent, they're going to do damage. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree here. I I think that that would be a really cool fit. And uh, and for this game in Monday Night Football this week, um, I'm going to be on the Jets. You'll be on the Chargers. You're taking the money line. You're taking them minus three and a half. Or I'll yeah, take them to cover. Okay, uh, a little bit more confident there. 
All right, let's get into some storylines, uh, NFL storylines. Ben, and I can go first on this one. What team do you think screwed up the most by not selling at the deadline? Uh, I'll take the lead on this one. I'm going to go ahead and say the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Not the surprising answer. Probably maybe the most obvious pick. That's I know why that some got guys one. got fired, I'd say. I think, and I have this kind of theory going on right here. I think what happens is, you know, it's been going on too long, whatever. There was forces. The, the owner was getting forced. And, you know, even he wanted to, Mark Davis, move on from, from these guys. McDaniels and um, I believe it's what? Seifert, their, uh, their yep. GM. Yep. And so, you know, they both get fired last night, okay? They move on from them. But if you knew as an ownership, as a player personnel guy, anyone in that, you know, category, if you know that this isn't happening, Josh Jacobs is on a one-year deal, Devontae Adams is here, and he's very upset, especially after that last game. Hunter Renfro has barely been used, and he's a very talented receiver, yes. at least. And we've seen um, it. And we've he, seen it for so long. Yeah, we've seen it for so long, and and it, honestly, it's been weird because they signed Jacoby Myers from the Pats, and they put him doing what Hunter Renfro is doing, and mm-hmm. then they tone out Hunter Renfro. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Why would you right. do that? Um, and there's definitely guys who want, who yeah, would oh, love to add a guy like oh, Hunter Renfro sure. to so, their team. So yeah, so so the Raiders, in my eyes, they they screwed up the most. I mean, what could a team like? What could a team like the Chiefs do with a Josh Jacobs on a one-year rental? What could um what could any number of teams use a Josh Jacobs? The Eagles could have even grabbed him mm-hmm. and, and added some extra padding. Screw it. How what is it gonna take? A fifth round pick nowadays? The fucking Niners. Get get another good running back behind that O yeah. line. Yep. I, I mean, there are so many the Lions. I mean, the Lions are a huge one. Can you imagine the Lions with Josh Jacobs and Gibbs running that thing, and then David Montgomery comes back and he's your power back? I mean, like that might be too much. Well, I mean, but is there too much? Because you can get you can get a really solid running back on a one year rental. It's like bolstering your relief pitching and grabbing yeah. a guy like yeah. Chapman it's a bit similar. Yeah, for the playoffs. I mean, it's it's obviously there's there's some differences there, but that's how I view um, a deadline move like this. Obviously, Devontae Adams is much different, but a lot of insurance there as well in doing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, exactly. You see, you see issues with injuries all the time down the stretch, and teams lose hope. That would prevent that. And then it's not even like you can't receive either um, uh, as as just a productive back for any team. Devontae Adams, though, he's a bona fide superstar already in this league been been like that for a couple years now and you know he could have got he could have got moved he's he's gonna be upset he's gonna probably want one out in the offseason and if not he's gonna be playing with what well who's your quarterback Aiden O'Connell is it Jimmy G he's miserable you should you should have rightfully so (laughs) rightfully so so. yeah you should have moved them um I mean, there are a bunch of teams that could use a number one receiver. There's not one team in the league that can't use another receiver right. that's that good. Um, obviously, he would have been more in terms of capital. But then you look at a couple other guys. I mean, Hunter Renfro, like we said, that's an obvious one that you could have moved. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of situations here where you could just move off a certain guy. I, honestly, the only people I'd say in that franchise that's unprotect- or that's um, untouchable Probably just Max Crosby. I was just about to say Crosby. It's probably just Max Crosby, and he is a superstar. I love him. He's the man. Um, 
that's the only guy that I think was untouchable there. But I just don't understand. I just don't understand what we're doing here. Like, yeah, why no are logic. we? Why aren't we rebuilding? Who's gonna? What coach is gonna come in and make Jimmy G look like a MVP? And all of a sudden, Devontae's gonna want to play. And then what? What are you gonna do with Josh Jacobs? You're gonna sign him for a long term deal after a down year like this? No. Or are they purposely making him? You know, have like less touches, less. I mean, like help so that the, they don't have to give him a big deal. Like, with what, the more and more details that we get on Josh McDaniels, and frankly, how much of a oh scumbag Everyone he seems to him. be. Everyone like how much him. of an asshole he seems to be. It would not surprise me at all if he purposely frees Jacobs out of the offense yeah. so that they wouldn't have to pay him. Like something like that wouldn't surprise me with him. Yeah, I uh and I actually think this is I think that this right here, this stint in in Vegas was uh his worst stint um of his career. Yes. Yes. Uh, not yes. A, not I'm not even looking at it yes. from a record standpoint. I'm looking at it from a culture standpoint. Just everything. Everything Every single person hated him. I mean, he was so hated that fucking Chandler Jones, who was having this whole thing, you know, on social media, personal life, whatever it was, he was like, like he was on fucking Instagram live saying that he fucking killed Aaron Hernandez. Like, like you're getting a dude that's going to, that's out here saying that he's kill He killed people. He was involved in murders, covering up, covering up murders. Like, you're obviously doing something wrong as a head coach. Not saying he did it. Obviously, you know, I do not know anything about that situation. But this guy lost the locker room so much that there's players accusing him of murder. Like, that's – can you imagine that? Like, it's nobody little... liked him. Nobody liked him in that locker room. Yeah. And yeah. you saw it, you saw it today when they were playing pickup basketball in the locker room. Everyone's happy. Devontae Adams is, like, dunking on people. No, like, I – I've never – I've never seen – Outside of maybe Hugh Jackson, I've never seen a coach more disliked by his team and it be more apparent after he got fired. I've never yeah. seen a situation like it. Oh, yeah. It's it's pure hate. Pure hate. And he's, he's kind of screwed people over in the past. I mean, remember the Colts thing where he got the job and was about to oh, get on yeah. the plane or something? That was a sticky situation. And then all of a sudden, he, he went back to the Pats. I mean... Happy he came back to the Pats. We won another Super Bowl. But kind of a dick move. Not oh, even yeah. kind of. It just is a dick move. Yeah, it's 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 something you just don't do. I mean No, not at all. Uh um, okay. All. Well, who do you think screwed up? What team do you think screwed up <laughs> the most here? It's the team that's been screwing up the most all year. It's the New England Patriots. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You haven't extended any of the talent that you have on your roster, the the very minimal talent, and it's all on the defensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. You haven't extended any of those guys. You have a history of not paying anyone. And yet you hold on to them in the hopes of what? You go 7-10, and 10, maybe? Best case scenario, you go 7-10? and 10? And then the thing that pissed me off the most about it, I saw a report early in the week, I believe it was Albert Breer, I think he said something like, Pat's pre-deadline, not giving up on the season, still trying to figure it out. Figure what out? Figure what out? You're horrible. It's taking you this long to realize you're horrible? What's it going to take? Honestly, the thing that really pisses me off, I want Bill to get the record. I know a lot of people don't care about it. I personally want to see him get the record. And most ideally, it would be in New England with him coaching good teams, but 
At this point, that's not a reality. That's not how it's going to happen. At least not for the next year. He made a selfish decision to try to squeak out as many wins as possible this season rather than trading away assets, valuable assets. A guy like Josh Uche, you could get a decent enough pick out of that and a pick that you've shown in the past, a fourth, fifth-round pick. You do better with that than you do first-round picks when you're the Patriots, apparently. Yeah. So why wouldn't you try to move for, for another piece like that? I love Kyle Duggar. Love him to death. Think he's, he's great. one of the more underrated players in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Would never want to see him go. But you haven't extended him yet. And you've been trying to extend him for going on a year now. So if you weren't going to reach a deal by now, and the season's gone as bad as it has, outside of overpaying him, which you're not going to do because you've never done it, you didn't even do it for Tom fucking Brady, why wouldn't you have moved him for a second round or third round pick, which is what a guy like him is worth? So I really don't understand what they were trying to do. I know a lot of people were complaining about not trading O-Lyman. You can't do that. You really can't do that because then you're making Mac more of a sitting duck than he already is. And A, you're putting the guy's fucking health in jeopardy. Yeah, and which the game's would... become unwatchable. Like... Exactly. And and then if you want to trade Mac in the offseason from a more business perspective, how are you going to elevate any of his trade value if you're just letting him get hit every five seconds? He's not even, not even able to move the ball the second half of the year. So I really didn't even understand that. And then if you're going to buy into this whole, well, we want to ride it out and see how many wins we can get, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you trade for a receiver when your number one guy just hurt his knee towards ACL and he's out for the entire season? So really what you did made no sense on either front. It made no sense from yeah. the let's try to figure it out end of things, which makes no sense in itself. And it also makes no sense in the uh, let's rebuild part of things. So really none of it had any logic to it. I hated it. I would rather you just sell off anything of value that you're not going to, any guys that you're not going to extend. Like I just said, it really just made no sense to me. Okay. And then last question I have for here for you, Ben, what team, what franchise do you think is in the worst position right now? Tire league. Entire league. If you need a second, um, I've got one. I you go first. You go okay. first. I want to see who you choose. So so not. I don't want to be repetitive here. So I'm not going to go with the Raiders. Uh, you could if you want. The team that I'm going to say is probably in the worst position. Entire league and like there's different ways to look at it. Obviously, I'm not going off of where worst record, worst this, less least picks. It's accumulation of of all these things. Right. All right, the team that I'm going to go th- – there's two teams I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the L.A. Rams, which is probably a surprising one. And, I don't think so. I, I, and, I don't think so. And then the New York Giants. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to say is I'm going to go with the Giants, all right? So here's my, here's my perspective. Here. I don't blame you. I don't blame they're, you. They're 2-6, and six, okay? They're 2-6. and six. They have no, no semblance of offense. Ben, guess how many passing yards they had last week? 27. Negative 9. They had negative oh, 9 shit. passing yards last week. Well, oh, man. 
that's that's what it says. I mean, Tyrod no, had well, eight passing yards. Devito had negative one. No, no, but that's like the team cumulative yards in, team in the air. Cumulative in the air. Yes. Um. Yes, they did move the ball on the ground a, a bit. Um, <laughs> compared got, to the compared Sa- to the passing game. Well, yes. Saquon got thirty six carries. <laughs> um, <laughs> that poor that's so guy. absurd. That poor guy. Um. Here's what I'm gonna say. Right. I like Dable a lot. I like him a lot. I don't think he's nearly the problem. I do too. What I like I will him a say, lot as well. What I will say, though, is I think that Daniel Jones' situation is up there as worse in the league because you just you just yep. gave him. You didn't even yep. get a quarter of the season through which, without people quitting on him after, off a fresh contract. Which we okay. said before the year. Which we've talked about, yep. Uh, so that I I'd probably ranked I'd put that as a D situation. I'm not giving it an F. That's a D situation for them. Okay. Then I'd say Dable. It's a B minus situation. All right, because you know he won Coach of the Year. You know he's got all the chops to make a good team. But this year has been very rough. So not a huge problem, right? Saquon. That's where we start getting into the into the Fs, in my opinion. I think it's an F situation there because the only way you get production out of the guy is if you rush him, if you run him 36 times and give him three dump off receptions for zero yards. Okay. It's disgusting. All right. You're going to, you're going to break this guy. This guy's career is going to be ruined and people are going to forget about him in five years. I think it might already be ruined. And, and people are going to forget about him in five years. Cause what, what is his legacy going to be? Because he he he, he was had never, potential, but he, he got potential. stuck on the Giants. Exactly, that, that's that's going to be his legacy. It's ex- that's exactly right. You know, there's not much to go off of based off of you know his career so far, and it doesn't seem like it's trending upwards. What do you do with him? What he's on a one year deal where they franchise tag him. So so what 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 do you do with him? Do, you didn't trade him at the deadline. Do you, do you move him in the off season? Do you do you resign him? Do you what do you do? What's what's the way to go here? I think he leaves. For free, honestly. That's the only way I see it going. Yeah. I, think he, I think they are just in such a bad relationship that no matter how much the Giants offer Saquon, he wants the fuck out. He should go uh, to the Bills. He really should just go to the Bills. He would be sick the, with the Bills. Even if he just like got eight receptions a game and like yeah, eight like, carries. Rarely rush it. Just yeah. kind of be an Eckler option mm-hmm. for, for exactly. the Bills. Um, so, so that's where I give an F. I also give an F to their entire receiving core. Darren Waller comes in. Yeah, I think he's leading the team in receiving. He, but he hasn't lit, has he been hasn't lit it up. Horrible. He horrible. hasn't lit it up. I mean, you got Wandale Robinson. You've got Darius Slayton. Or, uh, yeah, Darius Slayton. You got uh, Daniel Bellinger, another tight end. You've got, obviously, Isaiah Hodgkins. They they have no difference makers on that offense. Darren no, Waller no. is a difference maker, but he is not being used as one. And for a former tight ends coach in Brian Dable, it's embarrassing. Uh, this defense has been very underwhelming. Uh, Thibodeau is had three like, yes, he had three sacks last week, but they were as gimme as they as gimmicky as they could be. Not taking right. anything away from it, but they were not impressive sacks. They were not impressive rushes. Uh, I think Dexter Lawrence is the best piece you have on this entire team. And then second, I'd probably go uh, Thibodeau now that you know uh, Leonard Williams is gone. But they're obviously in a selling mindset. Isaiah Simmons has not been the home run of a trade that you you've wanted, even though he has helped. This whole team is in trouble, man. And this is a team that made the playoffs last year. This is a team that everyone's yeah. going crazy about. I had people hitting me up, getting mad about my takes on the Giants and how I was so down on them. I 
you're one they're year horrible. removed. You they're are horrible. one. You're one year removed and one year away, and they are now from being a bottom fucking five team. And look what happens now. There's no direction for this franchise to go in. There's absolutely no direction for this franchise to go in. You got to move off Saquon, Daniel Jones. Who knows what you do defensively? I mean. You, what you just gave Dexter Lawrence a huge contract. He's gonna rot there for the next yep. few years. Thibodeau, you know, who knows? It's it's a bad situation. And the worst part about it is that you are in New York, and every single mistake is just gonna be it's gonna be amplified. Exactly. So that's my team for worst franchise position right now. What about you? Who you got? Can I cheat and use two? One that might be a bit yeah, surprising yeah, to people. So my. The one I'm going to go with that's a bit surprising is the Vikings. I think the Vikings that's, no, that's good. I like are that. in a really bad spot. And the reason I say that is they're kind of in that – a lot earlier than I expected it to be. They're kind of in that post-Chris Carter, Randy Moss era that they were in before in the mid-2000s. They have Justin Jefferson and a pile of shit. They have nothing. And Kirk just uh, tore his Achilles. Uh, his contract was up anyway, I believe. And he's what? He's going to be 36, or he is already 36. They're in a terrible spot. They really... I mean, TJ Hawkinson's a good player, but they haven't rebuilt this roster the way that they uh, that they planned on. And the defense is just disgusting to watch. It's horrible. Um they they selected. Well, I'm sorry. Is his name Kevin O'Connell, their head coach? Yeah, yeah. Kevin O'Connell. They selected him purely for Kirk, um, and it's looking like Kirk might be out next year. Obviously, we don't know yet. He very well could be back. But even if he's back, is he going to be the same Kirk? Who knows? And even if he is the same Kirk, has that been enough to win you games as a, or the big ones at least? No, it hasn't. Um, so I, I really think that they're in a really tough spot, and I think it's a team that people really aren't monitoring as kind of a dumpster fire right now and not really trending in the right direction. But another team, it should be the obvious one. And the only thing that's making me think maybe they're not in as bad of a spot as I, as maybe I'm overreacting a bit, but it's the Pats, the Pats, the, the whole Patriot way culture, all that shit. It's seem it's seeming to have gone out the window, and that's usually you know this about me. That's usually something that I lean into when a team who's been successful in the past has seemed to hit a downturn or a bit of a slow period in their franchise. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, history sports always repeats itself. They have a great culture. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Blah 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 blah. They have none of that right now. None of it, and they have no talent. It's looking like Bill's on his way out the door, and who knows. Maybe that could be a good thing, but I'm going to assume that it's a negative thing, mm. given that he's the best thing. And yes, I'm going to say over Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is the best thing to ever happen to that franchise because without Bill Belichick, you don't have Tom Brady. Tom Brady does not become Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. And at the very least, he's not even on the Patriots because Bill's the guy who fucking took him. Um, but they're in a really bad spot. It was looking like Mac was the guy after his rookie year. He is clearly not that anymore. Um, we really haven't helped him at all. At this point, to me, he is uh, an example of how to ruin a young quarterback now, which I never thought I would say about the Pats. But he mm, is yeah. – we've done to him what the Jets have done to their young guys, like Sam Darnold and guys like that, even Geno Smith. 
really didn't support them with anything at all, um, didn't coach them properly, and, and kind of screwed them over. And we, we did the same thing with Mac. So I think they're in a really tough spot, a really tough spot. I agree. I think that's good. I think both those are good picks. I think the Vikings one's a very good take. Um, you're right. It's it's a very underwhelming roster masked by a top three receiving core with yeah. Hawkinson involved. Yeah. And, you know, and that's mean, not sustainable. No, no. And, and it puts you in a bad situation because, you know, the, the guys that you're not supposed to necessarily give too much money to are tight end, receiver. Right. You know, that's that's where the money's going uh, for them, at least, or where it will be when all the contracts come up. So I agree. Good points there. Um, yeah, so week nine slate coming up. Uh, if you're watching it through, thank you so much. Comment that you watched it fully through and uh, go in and sign up for Underdog Fantasy using promo code TIPSY. All you need to do is deposit $10. You do us solid. It's a great app, uh, and we're really excited with this partnership. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Follow us on all socials. Uh, tipsy tailgate media and uh, make sure to like and subscribe so thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys next time see you